Tired of commuting across town for music lessons? Are you sick of crappy YouTube tutorials? Then go to fetchclass.com. www.fetchclass.com. Teach and be taught in a secure video conference one-on-one. Better than Skype and or FaceTime. Included is a scheduling system that reminds you of upcoming lessons. It's great for teachers and students alike. Join now and get learning. www.fetchclass.com That's www.fetchclass.com With yearly revenue at $347 billion per year on an e-commerce site, you need a website. You need bot.96.lt, a place to buy and sell anything. There's no need to build a website. It's built for you. Be part of an e-commerce community. If you already have a web store, you can join for free now. Go to bot.96.lt for more details. Hi, everybody. Thanks for tuning into the Apolog podcast. Thanks so much for supporting the show, and thanks a lot for telling a friend. You can go to www.apolog.esy.es. Apolog is spelt A-P-O-L-O-G-U-E dot E-S-Y dot E-S. Please subscribe. And if you're on iTunes, please subscribe to that too and rate and review the show. Also, if you shop on Amazon, be sure to click on the Amazon banner on the right side of apolog.esy.es. And bookmark it. And every time you shop on Amazon, go to that bookmark and you'll be supporting the show. It costs you no extra money, but it really helps me out. Thank you so much and enjoy this show. Hey, everybody. This was a live show we recorded on May 25th. Kyle and I were trying to get together once a month and talk about stuff. And we did. We talked about things, and it, we had a, you know, we had a good one. We it was a different time slot, so timing wise, it was a little. We were a little bit tired. I'm actually trying to pop this out because I got some work to do. I'm going to Quebec with a band called Small Town Pistols, doing some sound and some tour managing. So I'm trying to get this out in time for y'all to listen to on Thursday. Coming up. So everybody, sit back, relax, listen to two old dudes talk about stuff. I give you Mr. Kyle Stanley. Hey everybody, welcome to the Apple Podcast live. It's such a beautiful night outside right now. It's so beautiful. I'm here again with Mr. Kyle Stanley and we are doing um, a live version of the podcast that is always fun to do because I get to speak to my good friend, Kyle Stanley. How you doing, Kyle? Hi, Simon. I'm okay. How yeah, you doing? I'm doing good. You sound a little down today. You all right? Me? No, I'm good. I'm contemplative. Content. I think we should get down to like some really deep issues tonight. You do? Okay. What do you want to get down to, my brother? Because I, uh, I feel, I feel the heaviness of the conversation this week. I feel it. I think we need to. Uh, I don't know. We need to push through. What's going on, man? What's happening with you? What are you contemplating? Um, I think I really need to give up sugar. I need to start um, 
going to church, and I don't mean just one. I mean like everyone. Try to go to every church in the country, see if they can lead me into some path. I really need to buy a cemetery plot before it's too late. That's one thing you really don't want to run out of time with. <laughs> and oh, I really like to make a really good cake before I die, like from scratch. What kind of cake? Uh, marble, like those ones that come in the slab in the frozen food section. You can't really make those. Only machines make those. I'll think of something then. Okay. Some kind of dessert that I can master. I like cupcakes. But you know, the actual thing about batter actually tastes, always tastes better than the cake. What does that mean? Um, that babies are born innocent, and when they're cooked by the world, they turn uh, less flavorful, like a drier version of themselves. You are contemplating today. You're very contemplative. I think it's because we're doing this later yeah. than we do normally. Yeah. This is just, this is like the after hours smooth. Like you really need to have some like Barry White karaoke behind it. <laughs> Get could... that like sunset atmosphere, that twilight, dark blue sky. That's right. Just fading to black. A couple stars showing up. And then some smooth, you want Barry, you want Barry White? Or you want Barry Manilow? Um, I guess either's good for... Summertime, nighttime, sitting outside, patio. I was going to do that tonight. What do you think? Are you a patio guy? Yeah, I'm a patio guy. I um, used to like hanging out in the summer outside. It's just one of the... I went, went for a walk today or tonight, and it's such a beautiful night. Like It's just on that cusp of it's warm enough, and it's not too warm, and what that th that's going to start changing around here soon. It's going to start getting really humid and really, like, sickly hot and uh yeah so I'm, I'm 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 a big outdoor guy i like to be outdoors as much as i possibly can and uh you know just doing that stuff you know um we need to get some listeners on board here what's going on where they all go and maybe this is the bad time but we promised ourselves we promised that we would do it once a month regardless regardless it might take some time to figure out too if we're doing it once a month when the best time will be we don't have enough data yet to know when the peak hour will be do you ever do a morning show do like <clears throat> 4 a.m to noon <laughs> i, then I don't we'll go to requests for the noon hour <laughs> do all the traffic reports mm -hmm. yeah every 15 minutes every 15 minutes on the uh, yeah it's uh, 15 minutes after the hour. we got traffic, weather, and sports and news coming up. This in the news. Kim Kardashian has a big butt. Moving on, over to Kyle on traffic. Go, Kyle. I grew up listening to Don Daynard and Aaron Davis on CHFI FM 98 in the morning. Oh. Um, for, I think, probably about five years, every school day, I heard that in the morning. Yeah. That's what my stepmother listened to every day. It was so ingrained in my memory that my first wet dream was about Don Daynard's wife. And I'd never seen her. It was just some woman my brain cooked up that just happened to be Don Daynard's wife in the situation. Did you hear the Terry Gross interview on uh, WTF a couple of days ago? I listened to the first half of it. It almost put me to sleep. I liked it. I liked her voice. Her voice is nothing like her face at all. Yeah. yeah. I've, heard her, I've heard her talk a lot. Mm. She's old school radio is what she is. I like that... Uh, slow pleasing npr voice people make fun of it a lot like they make a fun of it a lot on tv shows and things yeah they'll do it's just ripe for satire but i find it very pleasing it is you feel it's like as close to bbc broadcasters as america gets do you feel smarter when you listen to it always yeah. not as smart as when i listen to like the, the british stuff but yeah 
Everything sounds smarter with an accent on it. Yeah, I was going to say that YouTube tutorials only sound better with British accents. <laughs> only. What's the last YouTube tutorial you watched? I've been trying to figure out this uh, program called Vectorworks, which is a um, computer-assisted drawing software. There's a lot of... It's so vast that you can basically learn the thing for a year and still not get any of it. It's just so crazy. Did you say drawing? Yeah, yeah. So if you want to like, you can be an architect with it. You can design houses. You can design anything you want. We use it in our lighting program so we can, or in our lighting design so we can actually see the beams of the light. And then you can go 3D with it. And it's it's so insanely crazy on how much you can do with it that I'm my head is so full. So I go to the YouTube tutorials. The tricky thing is, is that there's different versions of it. So you have to make sure you're on the right version because they change it all the time, which I think they do it on purpose. They kind of screw you up. That's why they do that. It's not fair. <clears throat> How come no one's listening? Where is everybody? What's going on here? Oh, wait. I told my... Oh, hey, here we go. <laughs> Melanie K. How you doing, Melanie K? She's, uh, she's not online, though. I can see clearly that she's not online. She's a liar. <laughs> How are you seeing her name, then? She's uh, just texted me on Facebook, and she's like, sounds great. Uh, oh, she's not on. Anyways, thanks, Mel, for listening. That's what I wink. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, man. So uh, how was your month, Kyle? Month was decent. Yeah. Got a lot of bird watching in. Yeah. Got a lot of walks in. Um, I don't know if I talked to you since we saw the kids in the hall live in Hamilton. Yes, that's right. Yeah, you were going to go to it when we spoke. Yeah, it was amazing. It was uh, not as full as I thought it would be, but I think they did like four sold-out nights in Toronto right before that, so they're okay. Yeah. Dave Foley looks great. Really? He looked like garbage a couple years ago, and he looks fantastic. That's good, yeah, because he was kind of chunking out a little bit too um, in in the day. But he's he's doing really he's doing good. He's, they're all looking good. Yeah, he looks well. Mark McKinney got pretty big. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. He's got like he's got a beer gut on him now. Scott Thompson's still thin, but not thin to the point where we should be worried. <laughs> 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 yeah, that kind and of Bruce thing. doesn't. Bruce yeah. hasn't aged a day. Oh, Kevin okay. kind of has, but Bruce hasn't aged at all. And what, it's all did, very funny though. Did, did, I was kind of worried it would be kind of like sappy and uh, stuck in the past, but it was very very modern, hip. Cutting edge still. They, I liked it. They do all their old bits or did they do anything new? No, they only did a couple. Um, Salty Ham and Buddy Cole. Other than that, I didn't wreck. Oh, and the one where two of them end up having sex against the table is one they've been doing a long time. I don't know if I ever saw that on the TV show, though. Oh, okay, yeah. Otherwise, I, I think that. it was like all fair, at least half. All new. Really? I wonder what, what's what's compelling them to come out on tour. They must be a money thing. They must need money. Uh, not according to them. Huh. That was. I think that was the reason they did a tour in 2008, which was like their first reunion after like 10 years apart. But yeah. they've been doing one every like two and a half years since then. Oh, okay. Well, then. So this is like the fourth one in 10 years. Oh, really? Oh, well, there you go. Mm -hmm. You know, I hate this whole Facebook when you post something. It says, show me, uh, if you want to do this, have like a, show a picture, whatever this is, with a waterfall. I think that's lame. I don't even know. I can't even yeah, see I just it. Did that. I don't like it. I don't like it at all. Yeah. I thought they were getting easier. Lately, I haven't had to type anything in for 
captchas. They've all just been press this button. You know what it is too. I I have this crazy subdomain that always is like based in Spain. So I guess they just get all tweaky, thinking that we're like I don't know, I don't know, taking. I don't know what what's the pro. I guess spamming people. I guess would be the big one. Everybody's offline. And the first step to becoming a supervillain is getting subdomain. <laughs> what? It looks like everybody I know is offline. Like I know there's a few people, but the people that normally listen are, are offline. Let's screw them. We don't need them. Uh, let me just text one more guy. Where do you think most of your listener base is located? Is it uh, here locally? Is it your West Coast people? <laughs> um, you're, you're foreign? I don't really... Overseas I, guys? I can't really... No, no definitely not overseas. Uh, it's all, I don't know regionally because I don't pay for the extra stats, but I know it's mostly in Canada, some American, and then it gets into... Um, I think Germany, uh, Italy, and then it sort of starts dwindling into like obscure countries that I'm not sure if they're new. they're pretty new to the internet countries. And uh, yeah, that's, how do we establish a foothold there? I don't know. We got to go there. Like you know how they send uh, Christians to to like like you know parts of South America and say, "Hey, we're Christians. You should be Christians too." We should try that. Approach. Missionaries. Missionaries. <laughs> Which is, they'll tell you how, how our lives are going. Neither of us could remember that word for a minute. I'm going to do it. I'm going to start traveling around to other countries and say, listen, man, this is the internet. It's awesome. You should check it out. It's really cool. And they'll go, okay. And we get to see, like, Estonia. That's right. I don't think Estonia has and the internet yet, obviously. They haven't heard this show. There's no listeners. This is awesome. Oh, well. Let's talk, I think man. the problem is most of, I think our... Uh, our demographic are all like having babies and going to bed at this hour. Making babies. Yeah, they could be doing that too. Or not. No. Uh, yeah, it's a weird, it's a weird one. But you know what? Whatever. This is coming out Thursday. They can listen to it on Thursday. Actually, in news today, um, uh, Apple had cracked uh, 104 on the charts in uh, personal journals today. So uh, cue uh, clapping there. You know, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Can you pipe some in? No. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's perfect that's exactly how i feel but i really think people got to actually <laughs> people got to put more in 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 when it comes to um into s suggesting ideas to this podcast they need to start putting more into it what i think they've forgotten that is that w they can actually make suggestions and it will actually go noticed you know people will i will listen and i will say you know what that live show you do not a big fan not a big fan and i'll go okay <laughs> <laughs> fine <laughs> we can't get that though because no one's listening um, so we haven't had any negative feedback that's right well you know what no feedback is better than hey you guys suck stop doing it <laughs> <laughs> that would just crush me that would just crush me They'd have to, we're, we're making this really geographically convenient for people to not be able to just come stop us that's true they'd have to go to two very far away places by the time they get to my place we'd be done mm-hmm <sighs> I'm drinking some orange juice and I love it. Um, that you're at night drink. I'm yeah. having some iced tea. I have one Rolling Rock left too. That I'm. I got a Rolling Rock that's in a uh, brown bottle. Check it out. It's in a brown bottle. Where'd yeah. that come from? I have no idea. Someone tried to explain to me that it was something to do with a strike somewhere, but uh, I don't know why. And you know what? It doesn't taste like Rolling Rock. Maybe because it's in a brown bottle. I don't know. I don't understand. It's got to be. There's a reason. Yeah. I know a lot of people don't like green bottle beer because it gives them headaches. 
There is a strange reason for that, and I have the exact same reaction to green bottled beer, except for um, Steam Whistle and Rolling Rock. Those are two green bottled beers that I can drink as long as the day is. Rolling Rock's been my one of my favorites for a long time. Yeah, what's why is it good? Uh, it's just very drinkable, and it's got like flavor, which is odd for you know that kind of pale American beer. Normally, it's just watery. The Coors Lighty, mm-hmm. it's got like personality, character. There's... I couldn't give you like I couldn't tell you if there's subtle notes of oak or anything. <laughs> it's nutty, <clears throat> but uh, yeah, it's super drinkable is what I would say about it. And it's weird that talk about stuff we like like beer and then say, well, this one's okay, but this one's better because I can actually drink it. Yeah, there's an old Monty Python joke that um, says drinking American beer is like making love in a canoe. Fucking close to water. There you go. <clears throat> You've heard it too. There's a clip of me saying that with the producer on Mark's first band CD public display. Oh yeah. They had a song about they had a song about American beer and a 7 second delay between when the tape started and when the song started. And the producer and I were sitting there while they were recording going over Monty Python routines that we were the only two guys in the room who knew them. And we did that and they said you should do that in that 7 second space. So we did and got it on the first take. I rem- actually got me a girl one time. <laughs> I remember when we were <laughs> recording at my house, and I don't know if it was just m- both of us or if it just you smoked weed and then watched Life of Brian. You sure that was us? I think it was. We watched it, and it was one of the nights everybody stayed over. Uh, we recorded. And we recorded in the house. You remember that? You must have been high. Oh, there were a few nights, yeah. I remember watching Boogie Nights. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's fun. I'm listening to the frogs. <laughs> that's right. Hey, we have a listener. Congratulations to us. Hello, listener. Who is this? Facebook me if it's somebody that we know. All right, if not, welcome to the show. Now that is pandering to the audience. <laughs> yeah, isn't that? <laughs> In a good way, right? In a good way. Exactly. <laughs> Okay, we can start the show now. No, I'm just kidding. That's a fan for life. That's true. That's true. Um, yeah, man. So we've been uh, we've been doing this for the past what three months? A monthly show. This is the third one. Yeah. Yep. We kind of do it just for the sake of actually just communicating with each other because we used to communicate a lot with each other in the day, and now we've all both carried on with our lives, and we don't communicate as much. So this is kind of a cool way for us to get together. Shoot the shit, go over some, you know, what we like about life and what we don't like about life. We don't really prepare, and maybe we should start preparing more. What do you think, Kyle? Like, actually advertising and stuff. Yeah, I don't think that would hurt. Obviously. You mean, like, buying, like, time in the the playoff games? (laughs) Yeah. Like, Apolog Live brings you this goalie change? Yeah. This changing of, no, this flipping of the coin is brought to you by Apolog Podcast. Join now for free. Podcast. So the podcasts are free. What's our advertising budget? It's just uh, round it to the nearest thousand. I'd say we could probably afford um, twenty-five dollars a month. Is what I can afford. What do you got? That might get us like an eighth page in Maximum Rock and Roll if they still print it <laughs> <laughs> online. 
online. Um, oh. I keep looking at it. I'm fixing it, fixating on the page. That's the, I don't want to look at that anymore because it's me and you, Kyle. We, we like to do this. One day, you know, one day we will do this in the same room. And I bet you the results will be astounding. You think there's going to be like some electricity? I think so. I think we've laid a lot of track. Oh, somebody's calling me. I can't answer this. Sorry, Jeremy. I can't answer your phone right now. Yeah, I think it'll Is be... Is that an important person? No, not really. Well, it's my cousin, but he's he's contacting me. Um, he knows not to call me at this time. How dare you, Jeremy? <laughs> Maybe I'll, you know... He's for sure not listening. It's too late now. No, he's not listening. He knows. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, we try to get together and we try to talk about our, our lives. And we try to talk about... What makes us happy? What doesn't make us happy? We get a little heavy from time to time. This is a different time slot for us. I think, you know what? You're right. We should probably do this in the afternoon when we have lots of coffee in us. We haven't gone through the whole day of bird watching. You know, you got, you got tired eyes. You want to go to bed, don't you, dude? Oh, no, not at all. Yeah. I've, I've just eaten a big meal. Oh, food coma. And... That takes it out of me, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Um, did you like the middle of the day, like Ricky Lake time slot? I do, because it's sort of like, I think lunch time is a good time, because people can be on their lunch, you know, and, and have their headphones in and be eat, eating their sandwich. That's what I envision. That's what I think. Or it could be wrong. It could be just a bunch of people, like, it, just saying, you know, it's, it's noon, it's apologue time. Um, I think we should have just round the clock. Um, whenever we have like a spare fifteen minutes, just run in, <laughs> catch ourselves up on the previous like few hours, and then at like eleven, it turns to like an infomercial. Yeah, yeah. One of those chat lines where they're like, "Call now, it's exciting." Like the clingiest girlfriend <laughs> you've ever had. That's that's what it's gonna be like. Yeah. Why not? Yeah. It's it's not like you could keep me with your, you know, personality. You need to get your claws in there. Mhm. We um hold on. <laughs> I got to tell Oh, uh I did, I interviewed Chris Hanna from Propagandi the other day. Oh, really? Yeah, man. Uh, where? Uh same over the online and uh he actually recorded his own voice, so it sounds like we're in the same room even though he was in Winnipeg and I was in uh here in my town. And also... He just abruptly stopped doing Spike Slauson, too. Uh, I interviewed him and had some bad internet from uh, Las Vegas because he was doing punk rock bowling. That was fun. You know who Spike is? Oh, yeah. Swinging yeah. Utters and Me First. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. There's going to be just down the street from here next week, punk rock karaoke with Greg Hetson, mm-hmm. the drummer from... I can't remember how many credits he had. D.I. was one I remembered. Yeah. And I didn't recognize any of the other names. One's from now, Social- Greg Hudson just sort of disappeared a couple years ago. There's a, I think it's a drummer from Social Distortion. Uh, yeah, that was another one. Fairmonts are playing with them in Toronto. Uh, my band, the Fairmonts, on June 5th, on my birthday, by the way. Oh, yeah. This is the night before that. that just um, It just caught me by surprise. Cause, and I just found out about four or five months ago that Greg Hudson wasn't in Bad Religion anymore. I saw a picture of them. I was like, he had his hair like transplanted. Like, nope, brand new guy. Yeah, they got a guy that kind of looks like him. Skinnier. That's like how totally with it I am. (laughs) I had no idea. And I looked it up and apparently, yeah, like two years ago, he had some family problems. 
and then quit. Yeah, he quit. Uh, he's quit Bad Religion a few times, actually. That doesn't surprise me. Yeah, it's recording. He gets all flustered and like, how come they're not using my songs? And then like quits and then calls back, like calls like the studio an hour later. I'm not quitting the band, just so you know, because like, <laughs> they get so used to it now. I'm so glad we have a listener. Thanks for listening, whoever this is. Tell your friends. <laughs> Where action starts. Here we are. We're both tired. I'm tired. You're tired. You want to tell me a bedtime story, Kyle? I don't Kyle? think that's a bad thing. No. Stories when you were a kid, when I think about it now, are more terrifying than they were then. Oh, yeah. I mean, I maybe I just have more of an imagination now, but if you picture a monster under your bed when you're a kid, it's nowhere near as terrifying as the one you can picture when you're an adult. <laughs> this is true. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Thanks. Now I'm not going to sleep. Not only does it have fangs, it knows every bad or embarrassing thing that's ever happened to you <laughs> and just repeatedly lists them while it's ripping you very slowly and like the, you know, don't cut him too hard because I want him to live through as much of this as he can. That's frightening. Yeah. You've just scared me. You're scaring me. I uh, I see. I think the whole thing about um, children and monsters is that, I mean, we filter that out as adults. We don't need to have scary monsters under our bed because we know that that's crazy unless you live in a crazy part of town where there just might be a monster under your bed who might take all your money and kill you and murder you in your sleep but apart from that i think you're safe then i think that monsters are more respectable than people because they don't want your money you know they just want to eat you the same way a tiger wants to eat you or they just want to rip you apart because mm -hmm. you're like hideous to them like, they don't want to take, like, anything you've earned or, you know, they don't want to pawn your stuff that means something to you. They just want to kill you. It's and, not great, but it's better than being, like, you know, a robber murderer or rape murderer. <laughs> murder rapist? What do you call those people? Murderapist. Well, I think if you're going to be a murderer and a rapist, murderer and a rapist, which one goes first? Is there like a priority? Because if you're an actor, dance, actor, singer, that means you act more than you sing. So if you're a murder, murder rapist, that means you're actually, you kill more than you rape. Does that make sense? Yeah. yeah it's, I'd imagine you have to be pickier about rape than murder. That's a good point. I mean, I see where you're going with that. It's not necessarily a looks thing either. It's, it's more like, what do you think is possible? Because... Even the tiniest little girl could know, know jujitsu, you know what I mean? And the biggest guy could, like, you know, have a really weak knee. He gets a little tap there, and he's out. You got him down. It's over. And then you can murder and rape. Didn't really mean to get this dark. Yeah. I know, this is weird. But, but, but if we were, if this was sort of like a, a podcast from the 1700s, this would be just normal talk. Yeah. I'm going to treat this as an... Um, audition for david lynch for any future projects i'll just keep this on tape every time i read in variety that he's doing something just send him a copy <laughs> <laughs> oh look and then my wife turned into a fish but wasn't my wife at all ever you crazy you crazy tonight kyle you cray cray any any david lynch fans out there <laughs> yeah. hello well maybe there's one <laughs> they're still here <laughs> <laughs> I mean, how much? How much more disgusting? It's one can of those get? Twitter robot eggs. That's true. No, no, they're on the NS player. They're from PC land. I know they're on a PC. I wish I could put a name to them. Who are you, mystery listener? 
And why are you in our podcast? I dare you to stay. I dare you to go tell people. How about that? We're live. This one person, whoever's listening right now, what you need to do is start advertising this link and therefore bringing more people to the party. And this, you know what it's probably going to do? It's probably going to make Kyle and I way more excited because we are way more into performing for the crowd. Aren't we, Kyle? This is the start of the world's simplest pyramid scheme. That's right. There's no money that's involved. It's, it's only just... <laughs> You tell two people, and then they'll tell two people. And by the end of the night, we'll have filled Wembley Stadium. This is true. Now, or the O2, whichever's bigger. Now get going, listener. You are <laughs> you can put a lot of weight, putting a lot of stress on this listener to go and do something. Go listen. Go share this with some people. Mm -hmm. Tell your mom. We're talking about David Lynch. They'll, they'll know what we're talking about. Okay, go forth. I need to see one more listener in there. Come on. Come on, you can do it. That's pandering. I think That's, they kind of knew the responsibility they were taken on when they signed up. You know what I'm going to do? I'm, on. on the webpage, I'm going to put a link saying, by entering this page, you promise to tell two friends that you are here, and then you can come and be on our show. There you go. Anybody who actually, that one person, let's get three people on here. Come on, go. This is all going to be great Thursday when it actually comes out, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It's just going to mean something, believe me. Unprinted newsletter. You get, see, Kyle and I read off scripts. This is what, this is part, this is what makes this really exciting is that we actually wrote this all month. And edited. It's right. And rewrote. Yeah. And, and what I'm getting right now, you hear that? There's a gap between when Kyle speaks and when I speak. That's perfectly timed. It's not internet lag or anything. It's perfectly timed. So therefore we know when we talk that you have to wait. Ready? Hey, Kyle, what's up? Not much, Simon. What's up with you? Nothing. Just on a podcast. How would you like to talk about stuff? To continue, <laughs> please press pound. Add more money into this. Um, yeah. Where are we going? We're talking about bird watching. What birds you see? Oh, boy. Yesterday was great. Mm -hmm. We saw um, five baby swans curled up in a nest with their mother. There were gray ones and little like whitey ones and beigey ones. And they're less than a week old because the last time we saw the nest, there were still eggs there. And that was a week ago. Could you get close? Did the, didn't the mom Never swan? Never seen baby swans. Didn't the mom swan like freak out? And, like, What's that? Wouldn't the mom, mother swan like say, get off my property? Like, isn't this what happens? Uh, Yeah, if you got close enough. They built this nest on top of something that's just... No, eight eight feet out into the water, yeah, away from this like rock wall, and there's kind of a little gazebo thing right next to it, so they're protected from the open water. They're in this sort of like little square bay right by the shore, and if any of the little birds try to land near there, she gets all like up in their face. They seem to be left alone pretty much, and we found a beaver house, a lodge. What? We found many, many trees around there with the signs of beaver teeth. We finally found where they were taking them. Those guys can go a long way with sticks. Oh, yeah, definitely. It's hot in my basement right now. I'm sweating. Sweating. You are all right. They finally turned the heat off in here, so it's not brutal. Oh, this, are you in an apartment building? Is that, they do that, right? Yeah. Um, I'm sure some years it would have been great to have the heat on this late, but... This year was okay. I mean, it kept dipping down a bit, but 
when it's just uncomfortable to be in your own living room, it's no way to live. Like to need a fan right in front of you every second of the day, that's no way to live. Yeah. Do you like, have if I was Cleopatra, yeah, I would have fired those guys who you, who would just wave palm fronds at at me all day. I feel like there's got to be a better way to do this. It's like we've been living in the sun for thousands of years. This is the best way you've figured out. It's not that great. That is the solution. Oh, if I was Cleopatra, I would have the biggest pool. Water slides. Well, they have them in Vegas. If you can build a pyramid. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they got those in Vegas, the water slides and 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 like the Egyptian stuff and Caesar's Palace and gambling and fun. When you gamble, what do you play? Um if you just like have like find twenty bucks on the street and you walk into a casino, what are you playing? Instant gratification is uh slots. Um when I'm feeling particularly sassy, I will go to the roulette table and bet on the outside of the table. Never go inside mm -hmm. the table. Never go. It's just a fool. It's a fool's game. Just like gambling. <laughs> I do like that they've made slots a lot more fun now with like video screens and like movie tie-ins and things like that. It's the same experience as when you're just like yank, ding, 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 yank, ding, ding, ding. It's a lot more fun. You see, I'm the opposite. I like the old school. The old school one? Yeah, I like the old school, like you, three three selections, one line. I don't pull the bar, but I hit the button. And, you know, the pulling the pulling the arm is kind of doesn't seem like a, a waste of energy, you know. But they do it because it's what they used to do in the olden times to make it work. But I, I like I like just the one position, the one pay line. That it's more fun. I don't know why. I was attached a lot to the um. What was the one? Uh, I followed the one game, the the diamonds, the diamonds, because I, I I didn't want to like very <laughs> for some reason. It's all the same game, right? But I didn't want to go from the one with the sevens. I don't mm -hmm. know why. The sevens one I never really had any luck with. But uh, I remember when I used to live down in the uh, Warvet house. Sometimes I would get in my car and I would drive up basically up to where I am now. To go gambling, it's ridiculous, right? Really? Yeah. To the Blue Heron? Yeah. Really? Yeah. I didn't know that. Is yeah. The, and was that a slot thing? Yeah. I don't know. I sometimes I did okay financially. Sometimes I made money, but most of the times I would break even or I wouldn't make money. But I did okay, you know. I maybe I'm not saying like every day, but once every other week, you know, I'd take a drive up here and do some gambling. <laughs> it's fun. Neat. Yeah, no idea. My favorite thing to do in a casino um, is not there anymore. It was at the Casino Windsor, which is now Caesar's Windsor, which was um, tiny little plastic horses doing horse races. But they were tiny and plastic, and they had little cameras all around and little screens so that you would see from like actual racehorse, like. You know, from right down where their like knees are, like right as they run past. Yeah. But it was just these little models, and their legs were just like ding ding, like GI Joe toys or something like that. Yeah, I think I know the game and you're talking about. You could, you could just like a ten, and put twenty five bucks or twenty five cents on each race, and sit there for like an hour and totally enjoy yourself if you're me, <laughs> and it wouldn't really cost you anything if you want it lost. Um, I got to do that once 
And then the next time I went back, I went right to where that thing was, and the entire, um, the entire like room, the enclosure that it was in was gone, and something else. Oh, more slot machines, I think. And I didn't see it at any of the ones in Vegas last time I went. Oh, okay. I went to the one in Windsor once with a guy named Gord Adams, and he was a heavy gambler, and he lost so much money, and I happened to just make so much money. It was just this weird, like, he was one slot machine, I was the one next to him, and I kept getting money until finally he's like, you know what, I'm going to lose my shirt if we don't go outside for a second. I'm like, okay, went outside, and he's like, how do you, what's going on? I'm like, I don't know. I don't normally gamble. I don't know what's going on. And he goes, okay, let's go back inside. And I lost all that money. I don't know. I should have just stayed and, and gambled. That's the story you tell yourself whenever you, you feel like you get the itch. Like this $5,000 is just burning a hole in my pocket. <laughs> I think I need to hit. It on. This is true. This is true. I um be able to see all, all, all my grandparents' friends. Once I um, was on this tour and I was making money in the casinos, like just stopping and getting money. And uh, once I was in Reno and I was down, like I was, I was down to my last like $10. And I put all $10 in one machine and I got a $200 hit on, on quarters, which is kind of unheard of, you know what I mean? Like, it would have been thousands and thousands of dollars had I just um, put it into a $5 machine. But then again, I'd probably be tens of thousands mm -hmm. of dollars in debt had I not, you know. But yeah, it was an insane like thing, and I made all my money back. <laughs> <laughs> made all my money back. First time I ever played a casino game wasn't in Vegas, though it was in Edmonton at the West Edmonton Mall Casino playing multi-action blackjack. Hmm. I don't remember... I don't even remember the game now. It was so long ago. It was either two bets at the same time on one hand or two hands on one bet. <laughs> one of the reasons it was called multi-action. Or I think you could place a second bet no matter what after the cards were shown. Mm -hmm. If you were still in. Um, yeah, 60 bucks gone in <laughs> 10 minutes. Yeah, It really seemed to be going well for the first couple of minutes too. Oh, that that happens. Like You'll be like... Oh, I'm I'm up, I'm up, I'm up, and then bam, all that money goes. I, I lost so much money on tour, uh, on one tour that I thought I was just like, I have to go take a loan out. <laughs> you know, I was so broke. But um, <laughs> I don't do that anymore. You know, I, actually, what I started getting into was eBay. I started selling things on eBay, and it was like the closest thing to gambling to me. It was like this is awesome because you get to see like this amount that you have. You're selling. I was selling laptops on eBay. Man, it was so much fun. We had two listeners for a little while. They went away. Too bad. Keep telling, listener. But um, we'll, it'll get more exciting, believe me. Um, the um, Yeah, I mean, gambling is, is just a fool's game. Don't gamble, everybody. Gambling is stupid. You have more chance of, uh, I don't know. I don't even get scratching wins. I don't even get all that stuff. I, I think it's ridiculous. Well, when it comes to sitting down at a table and playing a game... I kind of like when I said 60 bucks gone in 10 minutes. It's not the 60 bucks gone that bothers me. It's that the it it didn't take like a half hour. Mm -hmm. And with, you know, $2 bets, you think maybe $60 could get you some fun. Like, mm -hmm. you know, you go to the movies, it costs you 25 bucks. That's two hours of entertainment. You go sit down at a table, put down 25 bucks. I think you should get, you know, 
two hours of entertainment about that. That's what I liked about the horses. Mm-hmm. Gambling's either like you're going to have maybe an accidental good night or you're just going to go home like a little bit less every time. <laughs> but the fun you have while you're there, I think is what you're paying for. Oh, yeah. I think it's definitely fun. The same way like shooting at targets is fun. That's what that's the way I think of gambling. You're right. But the whole idea where people say they try to um to, to tr- they try to rationalize the reason why they're in the casino like, well, if you went to a movie, it would cost this much money and you'd have to buy popcorn and the next thing you know, you've spent $70. You might as well in an hour go to the casino and you might make all that money back. I don't I don't buy that. It's always in the house's favor. Always. You never have a chance of making that money back. Yep. Never. But uh, yeah, I don't think you can deny the fun of it, though. <laughs> However, I think that if it's as addictive as cocaine and heroin, yeah, then I think you should be able to like just you know play like a couple of black ca- blackjack hands with guys on street corners. You know what I mean? You just stand in there, and then you look around for a minute. He busts out some cards. <laughs> he busts out some chips. You hand over him like two fives, <laughs> two hands, and like. No hanky-panky. If you win, he gives you the money. If you lose, you're just like, all right, see you later. Yeah. No problem. That's right. That's right. So, you're uh, like, no, man, I want to go to the guy that's over on Spadina. <laughs> I mean, we already have that sort of thing. Like, we have the scratch and wins, in the, in, which are as addictive as traditional gambling. We have, we have that, you know, the lottery. The lottery, people are addicted to the lottery. I mean, it's what's different. You know, people spend hundreds of dollars a week on lottery tickets with the chance of possibly making a million dollars. And that is such a short-sighted, you know, who, who wins the lottery? You know, you're either really super lucky, then you win the lottery, or, or, or you just, you'll chase that dragon for the rest of your life. Like, who's in the lottery pool? Everybody, right? I am guaranteed, like, it's a million on top of the largest number you can think of chances of me ever winning the Lotto Max lottery now because I know two people who have won it. And I guarantee you, I'm the only link between those two people. <laughs> I don't know them well. Yeah. I probably, if you, one I know now and one I knew a while ago. But if you put it together, I'd imagine, yeah, we spent just as much time conversing together. Mm-hmm. And they both won 50 million jackpots. What? I don't think lightning can strike that close to anything that many times. The first guy, you're just like, okay, that makes my odds. Like, it's never going to happen for me. And then, somehow, fate decides to go, oh, hey, remember that time where you thought, hey, for sure you're not going to win the lottery? <laughs> Just in case you changed your mind or you were thinking about it or you had like just, you know, an inkling you wanted to spend five bucks on a ticket. Here's another one. Here's the kicker. When the last guy I know won the lottery, the only problem his family had was now they had to buy a bigger boat. (laughs) What the fuck were people with massive, massive property and possessions doing playing the lottery? (laughs) Yeah, I guess, well, you know what? Everybody always strives to get a little bit more in life, and they think that's a quick way out, and, you know, Godspeed to them, right? Yeah, it just surprised me, <laughs> thinking, oh, that's crazy, and then thinking, oh, wait, they already had that much. <laughs> what were they? Hmm. Was it just like um, like a spur of the moment? 
Oh, I'm at the store. Oh, hey, it's the jackpot's big this week. Maybe I'll grab a ticket. Tee hee. Was it something where they got one every week um, since they were young? Yeah. You know what I mean? Was it like a, was it just a, we play our birthdays for good luck? I never actually want to ask these people these questions. I imagine the fury would just get ugly, hmm. but I'm actually curious to what the answer is. Yeah. In the position you were in, how did the lottery play into your life? And my favorite would be to find out if they took it as some sort of uh, sign from Jesus or something. <laughs> God, that would be good. God told them to play the numbers that God made. God made those numbers anyway, so you might as well play them. Yeah. Um, God's favorite number, did you know? 15. Why? He just likes the roundness of it. <laughs> it's how, how would I know? You want me to explain this? I don't know. Can you? Just like, okay, a fun fact. We'll call those. I'll just interject every once in a while. Fun fact. <laughs> God's favorite number, 15. Wow. I, 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 don't ask me what his favorite animal is or anything. I have no idea. Well, whatever it is, it's got to be two of them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what about starfish? I mean, I know they live in the sea, and that wasn't like yeah. the point, but are there any land animals that are like asexual that can just reproduce themselves? Well, nobody even considered that part that Noah had an ark, but were there two of every fish swimming with the ark? I mean, did they need to be close to the ark? Otherwise, if you weren't close to the ark, you wouldn't get fed, and if you weren't fed, then you would die. Makes sense, right? Oh, maybe. Yeah. I do imagine the fishing on that boat was pretty good, though. So <laughs> I think that the... Um, the evolutionist argument that they couldn't have sustained that many animals for that long. I don't know. An, an ocean that's a lot bigger than it is right now because it's, it's taken over all over the land everywhere. Mm -hmm. I'd say the fishing's pretty good. And those uh, lions and badgers and zebras are eating pretty well. Yeah. But like zebras would give up grass for a while, don't you think? They get saved forever. Yeah, but how would you ration with a zebra? Zebras are like, they're like crazy donkeys. That's what a zebra looks like to me. Like, they can take a, a donkey and paint it to look like a zebra. So, so wouldn't you just say, all right, well, we don't like donkeys. We like zebras because zebras look prettier than donkeys. So we're going to leave the donkeys on the land with the unicorns and... Well, we'll get those on. But the whole idea about, about having the fish swimming around is that I don't get it. I don't. Were they not God's creatures if they couldn't fit on the ark? Is that? Can someone explain this to me? I can't, but I could talk to several members of the clergy for you. Okay. Let's say I really wanted an answer. I'm. I'm. Let's say I'm an agnostic who's in search of answers, and I think that the answer might lie in Christianity. From a brief walk around town. I've noticed that there's um, Anglicans, Lutherans, Baptists, um, just simple like Church of Christ, Christ the Redeemer. Then there's Catholics, and then there's the Orthodox Catholics, and say um, Romanian Catholics, uh, specific like Spanish ones or French ones, Jesuits maybe. Mm -hmm. What do you think my... Um, which one am I going to walk into and what's my, like my criteria? Is it going to be the look of the building? Is it going to be their stained glass? Am I going to judge them on that? Parking? Yeah, parking. Is it going to be, can I read, um, can I read what they have written? Is it in, you know, Latin, Greek, any of those biblical languages that I can't read at all? Well, the, the message has to be clear. It has to be clear and concise. That's why um, Baptists 
because that is the craziest of all religions because they fear God. But I think, <laughs> because I think when, when Baptists, well, it, everything is like real simple, like uh, God don't drive a pickup, you know, or God drives a pickup. It doesn't matter, but the message is still clear because it has something to do with the Bible, but they've managed to paraphrase it that, you know, God doesn't care that you drive a Ford or a Chevy because God loves all creatures. See how it all encompasses? You know, that's how it works. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So Baptist, there's your answer. I've noticed, though, that the Baptist churches aren't... Yeah, since if they're okay with everything like that then, and it's all that simple, um, they don't really need the big cathedral-type deals. Like, I'm, I live next to a Baptist church once, and it was basically like a portable, a school portable, like with a small parking lot in front of it. And then you go to say church street church and King or something. And there's one of the most massive pieces of stone you've ever seen. So do you think knowing nothing about them other than like just a vague idea, would you go into a church seeking answers based on the architecture or, um, how it made you feel to look at it? Like, even if you were intimidated by one of these big churches, you think seeing that would be like, well, they've obviously done the best for themselves. I'll see what they have to say. Well, I've been to churches like uh, you go to ones like in Germany, in Cologne, and it took like 600 years to build. That's a commitment. That's like um, I really liked uh, the first season of Breaking Bad, but the other two seasons I wasn't very <laughs> I wasn't very interested in. But the first season, that's kind of what Baptist is, right? Like we're kind of new, we're around, we're sticking around. But when you start dealing with churches that are like 600 years old in the making and they're still building it and they're so fine detailed and there's beautiful paintings and maybe I go there because they actually have staying power. It's like, uh, you know, maybe I go there. Yeah. So, hey, remember when we made some notes about what we wanted to talk about? It, it was, yeah, I wanted to get deep and I think we did. Yeah, we got deep. We got deep. Like, it got really dark there at the start and I think we're okay now. We're back. You were, that was just me reacting to you, accusing me of looking tired. Oh, I'm sorry. And, did I offend you? You know, maybe I've got a few more lines under my eyes now. That's experience. <laughs> That's not um, the lack of stamina. I'm sorry. Did I offend you? Lack of stamina is because I eat too much fat. <laughs> well, you know what we should probably do? Let's probably keep this at about an hour because uh, we have our one hanging on listener. And I feel good about that. But let's. If they've made it this far, I think. Uh, yeah. Some kind of prize is in order. <laughs> How about uh, a free Closet Monster CD? <sighs> I don't have any. I don't have any either. <laughs> Unless she wants one that's been opened. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Meet me at the Tim Hortons uh, by the convention center in Hamilton, and we'll give you your closet mustard CD. Yeah. Can you please buy us coffee, too, please? Yeah. We have bad internet tonight. I know there's a big lag between our talk. And what I usually do when I, when I record these and re-release it is I know that you're communicating with me as soon as I finish talking, but it puts this little gap between me finishing and you start talking. So I, I don't like that, but we'll, we'll work on that. We'll get some better internet. I think and your face has been frozen for like the past five minutes, just sitting there with your face, just like. Oh, I, yeah. I don't think in this lighting that it's good to have me like. Yeah. Frozen in some gross position. That's right. So, let's talk a little bit about. Um, 
let's talk a little bit about this podcast. Um, I don't get a lot of feedback, but I think I trust you, Kyle Stanley, um, to tell me what you think is working with this podcast and what is not working with this podcast. Would you be interested in going there? Yeah, why not? Okay. What do you mean? You mean your show overall or what we're doing? Just the, my show overall. I mean, because I do four episodes, a, I do four episodes a, a month, and then this will be considered the fifth episode. So we could turn this into a little bit of a, like a recap of what we did. We could turn it into, um, you know, make a little thing about what we need, what I need to change, and maybe how we can make it better. Because I trust you, and I trust your voice. All right. Anything <laughs> you want to know? I'm game. If you need, if you need any judging, if you need judging, go to Kyle. He'll judge. <laughs> <laughs> for free most of the time yeah so i'm trying to figure out who i had for uh who i had for guests over the past couple of months or a couple of weeks let's see who i got him here there was mike caddo yeah mike caddo yeah yeah and then uh um, bob wiseman was a big one bob was a good one i had some good feedback with bob um fire in the radio did you like the music i thought that yeah uh it's about time that there's another band for Simon to like out there. <laughs> That's true. That's true. I really liked. Uh, I really liked how the drums sounded. I really liked how the the vocals were mixed. It reminded me of that. Like it, you know, you guys talked about it a lot. How that uh, Sam I Am sound kind of worked. How it wasn't like the the blazing, like epitaph punk rock, but it made up for that like gritty edge with super layer vocals. Yeah. That got the job done. It wasn't like they're not whiny. No. And interesting lyrics too. I mean, the lyrics, yeah, I, the lyrics I don't remember where they were from. From Philadelphia. Well, partly from Philadelphia. I think there was somebody from the West Coast in the band as well. Yeah, that's what I thought too. And then I got confused. <laughs> I got a chance to meet them uh, at the show. They opened for Knapsack, and, which I actually saw Jesse, Jesse Colburn at for about three minutes yeah man just watching them play live like they had such a nice get good gear good good attitude i mean we need more bands like that in this world that actually can kind of be cool as people and and kind of have words i don't know it's uh, maybe maybe it's just me being um uh, a little bit uh judge you know i mean i i like that music so i like that type of music so i can be a little you know i don't know but um, yeah, Mike. It's hard not to feel ways about things. <laughs> Whoa. Um, yeah. <laughs> Mike Cadeau. That was an interesting one because we talked a lot about uh, music and and sort of like being a being a teacher, which I don't have no idea either. He's a. Uh, that was maybe I think the most laid back guy you've had. Yeah. Like he sounded the most like a like a Zen Buddhist. Um, everything's chill, everything's calm, everything's going to be fine. Not that, like, I mean, most of the people you have on don't, like, grunt and growl and scream. Mm -hmm. But this guy was, like, a life coach for your ears. Yeah, he's, he, and plus he's been playing, he's, if you look at the guy, he does not look like a guy who's been playing, you know, jazz and blues his whole life. He looks, he looks like Bill Gates, that's that's the thing I noticed, which was most interesting about the dude, <laughs> as he he looks like some nerd, but he's got so much soul. And when he plays, I put a little video up, and he's got like this gig face. That's the best gig face I've ever seen in my life. 
and gig face for you for the people who are listening is when you make like the squinty eyes like you you're having sex with your instrument like squint and it's <laughs> <laughs> but yeah mike is awesome i'm actually i'm planning on having i'm trying to get more university professors from where i work to come on because they're all as interesting as anybody out there you know and they're 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 um they're academics, which makes it kind of interesting that they can actually have um, a different look at what music is all about. They look at it more of a ph philosophical than practical, which I think is kind of neat. And uh, uh, Hugo Moody was the one that came out today. Uh, I was quite. I was that was a quick one, and and I felt this. There was this uh, sense of urgency to stop the interview. <laughs> Did you feel that like while it was happening, or just on listening to it? Uh, during the interview, after I listened to it, I, I didn't feel as sort of like harsh or I, I was, I think I was just my own insecurities was going off like about how is this going? I don't think this is going so well. I think, I think he's more interested in doing just a traditional interview and I'm not that guy. I'm not the guy to do like the, tra I don't, I don't know. I, I don't really, I was trying to explain this to somebody the other day that I don't really have an agenda, and I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. But I, I, I know that I, I don't have the "you scratch my back, I'll scratch yours" feeling. You know, like we, d I do pretty good with the yeah. podcast. You know, people come, they listen to it, they, they don't. I wish they gave a little bit more input, but I th just think that that's how we are as a society. We're just more into our own shit to the point where we won't offer advice thinking maybe that you'll be offending somebody which for me it's like god i wish somebody would say i don't you know what it's something almost like a i wish somebody would just say i don't know you but but i don't like it you know what i mean does it make sense mm -hmm. just so they yeah. can so they can say have their input and then i can try to make it better or i can say you don't know what you're talking about because but it would never be that because i actually have no idea what i'm doing I, I I have a technical background. I know how to do things, this and that, but I don't really have the um, the the years behind me, nor the real drive to become like the next Giangameshi or well, actually, <laughs> that's a bad example. My bad. I was trying to think of a way to bring him up when you started talking about being that sort of regular interviewer. Like, who would have thought that a guy whose interviews were so like blasé and like moving like molasses? like at the first sign of a closed door or a raised skirt would just turn into one of those like robots where you hit them on the back and they just start punching. No, that is a crazy story. And I, I don't know. I kind of always thought he was a bit of a blowhard, but, but when, but that Billy Bob, I've heard that a lot too. Yeah. And that whole Billy Bob Thornton interview, when he kind of handled it in a way of saying, uh, I don't know. I thought he handled it quite, quite, in, in a classy manner. I thought he did a pretty good job at it because Billy Bob Thornton didn't want to be interviewed. And it was early in the morning. You know, I get that part. But I took Gian's side. I took it because I thought, why, who is this, you know? But now I'm like, you know what? Billy Bob probably caught a sense off the guy that I couldn't catch in person. <laughs> you know, this guy is a woman hater or something. Maybe yeah. Billy Bob got that. Or maybe, uh, maybe like in the commercial break that Gian like, you know, gave a little tap on the face of one of the ladies that brought him coffee you know who knows i don't know but yeah it was such a such a, i wasn't there i wasn't there i'm not judging but 
how how could he turn into that monster? Yeah, it's pretty confusing. Pretty confusing. And he lives with his mom right now. I I haven't seen his name in print. I don't know how long. All I got to say is like Giango Messi's favorite person on earth right now is Bill Cosby. <laughs> as soon as that happened and it happened like within weeks, it was right after it. Mm-hmm. And then as soon as that dropped, then no one no one bothered with his name. About a month ago I saw that like two of the charges against him have been dropped because they couldn't be proven. Gian? So that's two out of how many? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm that's two out of how many? And it's just not big news anymore, I guess. Well, everybody's kinda yeah, you're right. Everybody's kinda all over Bill Cosby. But then you know what? People aren't haven't really brought Bill Cosby up in the past I don't know, month and a half either. I hear it occasionally, but not as bad as it was when there was like what, thirty five allegations? <laughs> like uh, uh. There's so many new things to talk about every day. That's right. Like all, all you need to do is is um just look up like how many buses crashed today, how many bombs exploded. Those are all more fun than talking about Bill Cosby having sex with unconscious women. I would just rather pers- personally, if if I'm at dinner, I'd rather talk about dead children <laughs> than um any sort of icky like like roofing aspiring actresses in a hot tub yeah yeah and dirty old men that do it i think if my grandfather had the means like if he had bill cosby's wealth and status i I think he could have given him a run for his money (laughs) he was into irish girls though apparently oh yeah during the war he had a uh a girl in north ireland um and because her father was a farmer he could get access to uh Stuff that no one could get during the war, like butter and like steak and chocolate and stuff like that. He had a real good side business going. Really? I did not inherit that talent. That's crazy. Yeah. Really? Well, I guess, you know. Found all this stuff after he died. Like, he used to be a bootlegger. No idea. Then he died, and they were like, you knew he was a bootlegger, right? No, he never brought that up. He just told me he was a real hardworking, like, straight shooting guy. Wow. That's crazy. Now I don't believe anybody's stories. Ah, that seems yeah. a little far-fetched, you know, like, you know. Well, I guess it all seems kind of, you know, usually when they do stories of the dead, they're like, and then he swooped in and saved me from the rushing waters or whatever, you know, like really crazy folklore kind of stuff. They don't really go dark, like weird like that. Well, the best story about him when he was alive was that he punched my uncle through a door once. <clears throat> well, great uncle. It would have been like his brother-in-law. And apparently there was really like, I thought there'd be some huge reason. Like, no, he just got mad. <laughs> just got mad and unloaded. That's you Irish. Remember the 50s when you could get away with that stuff? Yes. <laughs> no. Knock one of your friends out and then the next day, I ah, don't worry about it. <laughs> well, the other thing too is about like when like stars would go out like and, and like Sinatra would like have people beat up and like stuff like that. Like you can't get away with that stuff anymore. Like if Sinatra was still alive today... And he used to, like start slapping around like some broad, he would be like lynched, like both morally and figuratively, and probably maybe even mm-hmm. literally, because you can't do that stuff anymore because everything's so fast moving and so like uh, uh, quick, you know. Like I can tweet something and then my sixty followers follow. I mean, they get it, you know, immediately. You can't do that anymore, you know. You can't do that whole Sinatra. 
I don't know, having people killed and stuff like that. Like, how many people did Sinatra have killed is the question. The desert around Vegas yeah. is full of uh, unmarked graves. And a decent percentage of those were at least Sinatra's friends, if not him <laughs> alone. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't, I can't even listen to the guy, you know. What? I just, see, he's so popular as a singer, you know what I mean? I don't see the, the, I don't see the attraction of watching a guy in a tuxedo in a perfectly non-pitchy voice talk about New York <laughs> like while I'm in Vegas you know what I mean maybe that was a little just going a little too far I was fixated on one of his old movies I think it was called On the Town where it was a musical and it was like him singing and dancing and like it's the closest thing to um glee i've ever seen in my life but in like the whatever the early 50s <laughs> and it's like uh watching this and some of the tunes are just so out of this world and weird like that's what they thought yep. mu musicals were all about like movies and two like like break into song and and he seems so happy and fresh faced but you think in the background <laughs> he's out in vegas like i don't know banging whores and like killing people and <laughs> Doing stuff you never think, right? Yeah, a lot of backroom deals. And I would say it takes um, a lot to be a feared guy when, like, examples of your actual lyrics that you're famous for are grab a mip-map-mop and a brim-bram-broom and clim-clam-clean-up the rim-ram-room. Because <laughs> my bim-bam-baby's coming home tonight. Yeah. Um, I can't imagine that guy being actually, like, Feared on the street, like you know, yeah. the way you'd be afraid of like Two Snake Johnny and you know Bulldog Diaz. It's like that guy, the guy with the blue eyes, the Italian yeah. with the blue eyes who croons. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's actually that makes him more scary now. He's like that monster <laughs> that like the the adult can visualize. Now Sinatra's like the the elderly because not not only will he kill you, not only will he haunt your dreams. He knows how much better it used to be. He's the monster under your bed. <laughs> well, hey, we no, should... this one will this one will keep you up all night. Oh yeah. Does Paul wake up every morning and go, "Is Ringo dead yet?" <laughs> yeah. Did I win? <laughs> Did I win? <laughs> it's all he's looking for. <laughs> yeah. uh, you know what it's going to be like when Ringo does kick off. It will be within six months when Paul finally does kick off because it's like. When when uh, the husband dies at an age, a certain age, then the wife is usually yep. quick to follow. Same idea. Same idea. Well, hey, man, we have been rambling for 74 plus minutes. And uh, I think we should wrap this up. Thank the one person that's been hanging on on this whole run. It's probably your girlfriend, right? I don't think so. Yeah. Well, hello. Thank you, mystery guest. Thanks for listening. I knew it, was some it must be somebody I know, but... Uh, I really appreciate you coming and listening to this because um, I think this is kind of the way things are going. I think people are going to be doing a lot more of stuff like this as time rolls on, as it becomes easier. I just started getting into this over the past couple of years of just actually how the internet can be fun. Uh, it's not just for dirty movies and trolling on YouTube and eBay. It's You can actually do something, communicate a message to people, and you can actually make a point. And uh, I think that's what we're trying to do. And sometimes we hit it and sometimes we don't. But that's what makes this interesting to me is, is getting there. And Kyle, you're always super fun to talk to. And uh, 
I think for the first for the first three, it's been a uh, successful experiment. Yeah, and that's kind of what it is. And in in a lot of people, I think you know I've said this before, but I think it's important that people talk and and understand. And me as a person, you know, I I understand we're of a certain era and age where we can still have a conversation in person. But I think the people that are ten or fifteen years younger than us don't understand that. I think they need to listen to something like this and go, wow, what are they doing? What are these two people doing? They're actually having a conversation and they're speaking about things and they're speaking about things that interest them, excite them, uh, motivate them. And this is what makes the world turn. You know, we're not, we don't need to be constantly attached to our electronic devices and we don't need to be constantly communicating our little narcissistic bullshit you know this is just two people talking so i think yeah i think that's what this is maybe a good way to end it off and uh thanks everybody for tuning in thanks kyle again we're going to do this every month come hell or high water do you think we're going to go back to a daytime Oh, yeah. Or do you want to try it even later, like a, a, a midnight showing? <laughs> I could only imagine. No, definitely we're going to do something. We'll get people to dress up like Rocky Horror? <laughs> definitely we're going to go to afternoons. Afternoons is the way to go. It might not be, like, because I tried to make it around this date every month, and I think we've been pretty good with it, but it's all dictates on what our my work schedule is unfortunately so the next time we come back you'll get more notice like we're just learning how to do this i mean this is all something we're learning and one listener is to me a little victory because it's better than nothing it's better than it's Mm -hmm. it's good to know that there's somebody out there listening and we appreciate that and you can tell your friends that you were the first one to listen 100 percent of listeners (laughs) compared to zero listeners oh yeah definitely that's just good math man it's good science (laughs) <laughs> all right i'm gonna I know numbers i know you do i'm gonna sign off and i'm gonna play some music uh and uh, give us a second thanks so much for listening thanks kyle there he is kyle stanley everybody never fails to disappoint uh we took a little longer this time to get to where we needed to go with our conversation but it happened we sat and we chatted we made a point we're following it through the thing that's lost I think of most of today's endeavors just do it keep doing it and have fun doing it that's what it's all about everybody thanks so much go to Facebook like it on Facebook Apple Podcast you know the drill go to iTunes and subscribe and rate and review for crying out loud somebody's got to do something I only have two reviews on there I haven't got that star system going yet please come on this is what episode number 20 somethingth Come on, get in there, do something, make this happen, chip in, be be part of the community. Uh, What's coming in next week? Dennis Jaggert from 10 Foot Pole is next, coming up on Monday. You'll see something happening, and we sit and we talk. Uh, The week after that will be either Spikes Lawson or Chris Hanna. Haven't figured it out, but I have the Chris Hanna one in the can. I haven't edited it yet. I haven't edited the Dennis Jagger one yet either, but maybe I'll do it while I'm on this little tour with Small Town Pistols. Get this out. It's busy. This is consuming me a little bit. I'm in my basement. I've been here all night. It's uh, been here for three hours trying to get this done. I have a family. I have a life, but uh, right now I've been so busy trying to get my life together. I've been recording. 
I've been organizing this tour. Uh, I've just been working. It's been crazy. But anyways, everybody, thanks for tuning in to the podcast. Don't forget to tell your friends. Simon, at SimonHead666 is my Twitter. (sighs) No word on the new sponsor yet, but I'm working on it. Everybody, thanks for tuning in. We'll see you next week. I'll be here. See ya.